بودكاست لونش اون فاير حلقه رقم 76 وهالحلقه هذه راح تكون باللغه الانجليزيه and this episode will be in english language اول بودكاست متخصص ومهتم في عالم اداره الاعمال والمشاريع الصغيره والمتوسطه في الشرق الاوسط يقدم لكم محدثكم خالد الزنكي وهدفنا في البودكاست مساعدة كل من يبي يدخل عالم إدارة الأعمال والبزنس علشان ينجح. في البداية خلونا نشكر الشركات الراعية لبودكاست لونش اون فاير، الراعي الاستراتيجي وزارة الدولة لشؤون الشباب، الراعي الشريك شركة علقان ومولاده للسيارات، الراعي الذهبي أسنان تاور وشوكلت نز، ونشكر الجهات الإعلامية الراعية بعد سنسكيب ومجلة خليجسك Okay, let's get started with today's episode in Launch on Fire podcast with my guest, Heather Hansen. Glad to have you over here. Are you ready for the launch of the episode? I am very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. And I am ready to get going. Awesome. Okay, my guest today, she's a speaker and an author of book, Powerful People Skill, and she is in Kuwait for a few days to deliver a workshop title, Present with Confidence, which is organized by Vigor Events and Jazz Events. I have given our listener just a little overview about yourself. We would like actually to give you the mic and to introduce yourself to our audience so they get to know you better. Sure. Well, I am originally from California. Mm -hmm. I was born and raised there, grew up there. I moved to Denmark in 2002, then moved to Singapore in 2006 and just returned to Denmark a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I've been all over the world and uh, have really enjoyed traveling and experiencing new cultures and and being in different places. Mm As far as the speech, pronunciation, presentation skills goes, that's always been a big love of mine. I started speaking at a very young age. Luckily, in America, we're taught from a very young age to be presenters. We, we go into kindergarten and we bring our teddy bear and we tell our class about our teddy bear and why we love it so much. And I started competing in public speaking when I was almost 12 and won my first competition and never stopped talking after that. And I, I spoke competitively all through high school. By the time I graduated, I had earned about 20,000 US dollars to put to college. And I continued from there. I studied international studies with a, a focus on language and society. So I'm very interested in how we're using English across borders and cultures. And once I moved to Singapore, I started my training business, which has always focused on helping people to speak clearly and confidently in English mm -hmm. so that they can overcome any fears that they have and they can get their message out to the world in, in the best way they can. Awesome. And this episode is purely about or just an overview about the presentation skills and its importance on entrepreneurs and startup and small businesses. So I'm so excited and thrilled today to have you, especially after such a long uh, trip to Kuwait. And then <laughs> hope really you enjoy it as well. But before we do, we would like to start our podcast by building the foundation or a solid foundation first by telling us why most of the people, they are scared or they have fear about public speaking. Well, I think it's a very natural reaction and response to be afraid of public speaking. Physically, we're putting ourselves in a very vulnerable situation. You're standing up in front of a group of people. They're all staring at you. You're very vulnerable. If you go all the way back to our hunter and gatherer roots, mm -hmm. uh, to be standing there unarmed in front of a group of people who could do anything to you in that moment, mm -hmm. that can create that kind of fear. And I think that's what initiates that fight or flight 
response in so many people, which which encourages them to just kind of shut down and True. and they don't know where to go from there. So mm -hmm. so I think people need to understand it's a very natural feeling to have. It's not something to be ashamed of or embarrassed about. And most people do feel some sense of nervousness when they stand in front of a crowd, even mm -hmm. the most experienced speakers. They do. I personally do whenever I speak I in front of audience. Yeah, I've it's... been doing it forever and yeah. I still feel those nerves and I'm actually happy to have them because mm -hmm. it means I'm doing something new. I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and I'm always striving to do that. Mm -hmm. if, if I don't feel nervousness, I think there's something wrong. So let's talk about the outstanding presenters first and the speakers. What common characteristics do they have? Really outstanding speakers. Well, I think for the most part, they're really focused on their audience. Mm -hmm. They aren't focused on themselves. They're thinking, how can my message change these people? How, what do they need to know? What do they need to hear? And how can I deliver that message to them in a way that can change their lives? Mm -hmm. And those are the people that really connect with an audience. Those are the presenters that just have them eating out of the palm of their hand when they're speaking. And it's a really uh, powerful position to have as a speaker, as a successful speaker. And? More. <laughs> they're charismatic. That uh -huh. would be another one. They're charismatic. Mm -hmm. They have an energy about them. Mm -hmm. They have an enormous amount of energy to captivate a crowd. And that is something that can actually be developed. People think, oh, well, you are just born a natural speaker. I don't believe that at all. It takes practice. It takes effort. It takes years of work. And these professional speakers and, and very successful business owners and speakers that we see on international stages, they have enormous amounts of practice in this. They've been coached. They've mm -hmm. developed these skills. It's not something they were necessarily born with. So it is something that's teachable as well. But usually people think people are born with that skill set. Really people really do. People do. Even people say that to me. Oh, but Heather, you're a natural speaker. I say, really? <laughs> Am I? Yeah, I've been doing it since I was a little kid and mm -hmm. I've been doing it competitively. I've had uh, hours and hours and hours and hours of training. It, it isn't necessarily something that came naturally. I started at such a young age, it's hard to know what came first, right? Uh, but all I know is that I've, whatever natural ability I may have had, it's been fine-tuned and honed by coaches and, and feedback from others my whole life. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you just walk out and you're excellent. You are excellent with. Okay, what would be the number one characteristics of outstanding a presenter that you must have as a presenter? The most successful ones, I would say it's that charisma. It's the energy. It's uh, knowing how to connect with people. It's people skills. Mm -hmm. It's knowing how to read your audience, knowing how they're reacting and responding, what makes them tick, uh, being able to speak in a clear way and a concise way that speaks directly to them at an emotional level, because we find that people really make their decisions based on emotion. It's not so much the mental and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's how you make that audience member feel. And the most powerful presenters have this element of charisma where their energy rubs off on the audience and they can connect. Mm -hmm. They know how to connect. True. Would it be possible to give us a story that emphasizes on that, especially a story from one of the famous entrepreneurs? Well, the most obvious one that I think everyone would probably say immediately would be Steve Jobs. I mean, he heads and tails above everyone <laughs> when mm -hmm. it came to being a business owner who used public speaking in a way that really connected. And you can see it if you go back to especially his product launches, where he would uh, come out with the product in all these very interesting ways. He, he was one of the first that we saw to start this movement, moving away from oration and presentation in a very formal sense to creating a conversation with the audience. And he spoke to his staff in a very conversational way. 
like a friend and he got excited with them and they in turn got excited Mm -hmm. in in response to his excitement, right? And I mean, just thinking of the the MacBook Air when he pulled it out of his manila envelope, Envelope. you know, the way that he was able to captivate people's attention and and hold them as an audience was Mm -hmm. fantastic. It's amazing. amazing. It's always inspiring, not only yeah. the audience and even people watching the videos. So what? I want to get that product right now. Mm-hmm. So that's that's such a powerful skill for an entrepreneur to go on stage and trying to inspire people. And even do. not even on stage, even in if you go back to his old interviews, I mm-hmm. mean, even in an interview one on one, he would know how to present his message in a way that really resonated with people. Mm-hmm. And and that's an important skill to develop. Awesome. What I really want to do now is dive into the major topic of today, presentation skills role in a startup and small businesses based on your experience. Why some entrepreneurs are consistently successful as a presenters or as a speakers and others that are really struggling. Mm. It has a lot to do with self-esteem, self-worth your belief in your idea, which is interesting because I think you're only an entrepreneur because you really believe in what you're doing, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur is hard work. You have to be truly passionate about what you do. And yet the entrepreneurs who are able to present really well, they focus on that passion and they let that passion shine. The ones who are struggling are more focused on themselves and what do they think of me and is this good enough and what are they going to ask me and can I answer their questions and and they get wrapped up in all this mental talk and there's no room left to connect there's no room left to have a conversation mm-hmm. because they're so overwhelmed with all these other things in their heads. Whereas Mm -hmm. the entrepreneurs who just think, wow, this is my passion and I can change the world with this. They're able to go out and express that message in a very different way. So passion would play a master role when it comes to presentation for entrepreneurs. That's what you just say. It's it's connecting with the passion because Mm -hmm. I think all entrepreneurs are passionate. You wouldn't be an entrepreneur if you weren't passionate about your idea, but it's remembering to connect with that passion, to speak from that passion and not speak from what do they want to hear or what, what do I want them to hear and what do I want them to think of me and how, how are they viewing me? If you're coming from that space, you'll never connect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when you're really opening up and sharing that passion and connecting with people through the passion. Awesome. That, that you- awesome. Throughout your experience uh, with companies and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and executives as well, you have had discovered failures in delivering presentations and keynotes. We want to hear one of those failure stories and what lessons you have learned from that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, usually they come to me because of one of these big failures. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one that comes to mind in particular uh, is a client who really suffered from extreme nervousness. I mean, he just, he couldn't get any words out. He, and he would have all different reactions. Uh, there, there are a lot of different ways we can react to these nerves, right? They can be biological, meaning your hands are shaking and you're sweating and you can't breathe and you're swallowing and dry mouth and all those things. They can be mental with all this negative self-talk that I mentioned. They can be emotional, actually feelings of uh, lacking self-worth and I'm not good enough to be here. And they can also be behavioral with all these fidgets, you know, mm-hmm. fixing the tie or weaving around and dancing on stage. All of these kinds of things can happen. And this particular client, I think he had all of those (laughs) rolled up into one. I mean, to the point that it would cause him to stutter where normally he never had a stutter. Um, he would, he would sweat, he would shake. He, he couldn't, he honestly couldn't get a sentence out and, and it was incredibly difficult for him. And, and that was a big process to work with him on connecting back to the importance of his message and the passion that he had for that message and, Mm -hmm. and building the self-confidence around why he was so knowledgeable around that subject 
because he had to speak in front of very important audiences and it needed to be him as a leader of the company doing that. And, and there was no way around it. So sure. he had to find a way to overcome that. But wow. it can be very debilitating. Yeah, of course. Very of course. debilitating. Heather, from all the lessons you have discovered from failures, what is the number one lesson you learned? I think it comes down to self-belief, self-worth, and the focus on the message. And, and I know thinking back to this particular client as well, it, it doesn't matter what the, the issue is. If it's the nervousness, if it's uh, feeling like the pronunciation isn't good enough or the presentation delivery isn't good enough or the connection isn't good enough, it always seems to come back to that idea of passion and the importance of the message. And the way to solve all of those problems is just to reconnect with that and to speak as a conversation and not a formal presentation. Just speak to people the way you would one-on-one -on -one over coffee. That's how we connect. But most of the people, they think about that as they, they would think it's an official presentation for the company. I would never do it as a conversational style or presentation in a way that people that might think that I'm not capable enough or thinking of others because other companies that are doing it that way. So I have to follow the crowd. Yeah. So what would be your advice to those guys? Yeah, that's a really common concern, actually. And that's usually the first thing I hear. Oh, but that won't work in my industry. And oh, but people aren't used to that. And oh, oh, oh. And they're afraid to change. They're mm -hmm. afraid to go out of their comfort zone. Steve Jobs did something completely different than everyone in his industry. He, he was the first corporate leader to stand up and present in that way. And we talk about him every single day about how amazing his presentations are, how many books have been written about the way he presents. Mm -hmm. And he was a change maker. You know, he, he had the guts to go out and do something different. We have to push ourselves outside of those, those comfort zones and those limits we set for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We can always say, oh, that'll never work for me. But if we don't try to find something positive and try to apply it in some small way and test it, mm -hmm. how will we ever know? We'll just all continue saying, oh, but that'll never work for my industry. Not true. I, I think it can work if but, we learn how to do it But the challenge, people are really overwhelmed with many techniques and styles mm -hmm. and delivering presentations. What is the number one technique or style that you would recommend that people would focus on the most? Yeah, because really there are so this, many schools when yeah, it comes to yeah, business there skills. Yeah, there are. And I mean, when I think back to how I was trained, it was very, very structured and very formal. It was formal oration. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, how does Martin Luther King Jr. speak? And how, how did, you know, the greatest presidents of the United States speak? John F. Kennedy and all, all these people. And... And in the real modern world, if you're out in the business community, that's not the way we speak. I mean, it, it just isn't. Mm -hmm. that's, that's not the way it happens in reality. And so you need to learn those lessons and, and take what is good from them. The structure, for example, having mm -hmm. a very clearly structured presentation. That's excellent. You have to have that. That's your presentation backbone. Mm -hmm. But then you need to be able to know how to be yourself and how to connect with the passion and then create a conversation and a story to, to tie that structure together. And that's what can actually make a bigger impact. Uh, so so it's, a, it's that idea of, um, so you're going back to the question that you said about which, which style or technique, I really do promote and encourage people to, to look, at as a, look at it as a conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, looking at, for example, talks on TED. I think that's the biggest one, TED.com. Mm -hmm. I'm sure your listeners probably know it because it's fantastic. And it's exactly what they're going for. People who are just really good at what they do, who step on stage to share their passion. And they're just explaining what they do and why they do it and why they love it. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of presentation that we want to see. And it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or a CEO. I think we can apply elements of that to all of our presentations. Definitely. 
really differently. Can you give us an example to showcase the power of outstanding presentations? Other than Steve Jobs, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the big names that we all know, Barack Be- because, Obama's because, known. Because Kuwaitis, they're going to kill me if I keep talking, you know, talking oh, about Steve Jobs. Do you always talk about Steve Jobs? <laughs> <laughs> You're a big fan, huh? Yeah. Uh, you know, the ones that I am most familiar with are, are also the American politicians. But we can we can look back throughout history as well um, because it's about starting a movement, you know, it's about inspiring and motivating. And and there are political leaders throughout history who have been able to do this both for good and for evil. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it across the world. You know, we saw it in Nazi Germany. Hitler was actually an amazing, amazing orator. And he knew how to connect with people on a very personal level to the point that they could do unthinkable things. And that's how powerful he was with his messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have people on the other side doing it for good, right? I mean, we can even look at... At religious leaders, the Dalai Lama, you know, they're they're all they're very different styles, very different styles. But it comes back down to the passion again, and that's what makes them so powerful. I believe passion plus they they would select the best technique or style that matches them that as person. a person. Yes. You cannot copy someone else's no. presentation because you believe it's nice and you just do it. Absolutely. Where right. you don't see yourself into that style of technique. I completely agree with you. Awesome. Completely agree. Awesome. What would be the impact of outstanding presentations on startup or small businesses in your opinion? I think for small businesses, entrepreneurs, the best way to grow your business is through public speaking by talking about it, talking about your passion, talking about your ideas, talking about your products. That's how you're going to build your network. That's how you're going to get funding and investments. That's how you're going to make your sales and get new clients. That is the best way to get out in front of people and share what you're doing with the world. If if you don't have the confidence to do that, if you can't get over that fear and that hurdle to share your ideas with the world, then it's very difficult, I think, to build a business. True. How entrepreneurs can improve their representation skills if they are still not into that level of really delivering outstanding? Let's say they are into the good or very good stage mm-hmm. right now. It's all about practice. It's about practice. You have to keep doing it. And you need to seek out opportunities to speak. So mm-hmm. you need to join networking groups. You need to call uh, chambers of commerce or other networking groups that are out there and say, hey, can I speak at your meeting? You know, Maybe it's a Lions Club or a Rotary Group or or whatever. But there, there are many groups out there that are always looking for speakers. Mm-hmm. And that's your opportunity to go and share your message with the world. You can even join a, an organization like Toastmasters, which will teach you all of the foundations. And yes, Toastmasters is going to teach you the more formal style of presenting. But I think all of those steps are also important for you to know and take with you so that you can then make it yours, right? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, use your own style and personality to bring it to life. What is the number one advice you would give to entrepreneurs to to actually take their presentations to the next level? Absolutely practice. Be prepared. The the more preparation you do, the less nervousness you'll feel. I think mm-hmm. entrepreneurs stop themselves because they have so much fear about judgments, rejection. It's it's difficult being an entrepreneur. We get a lot of no's, right? You you try Definitely. to sell and people say no. And then you take it personally. You think it's something you said or something you did or you could have done better, you could have done differently. A lot of times it's just wrong place, wrong time. Mm-hmm. And a no isn't a no, it's a not now. Mm-hmm. And entrepreneurs need to get over that fear of rejection. And that has to come down to practicing, knowing, believing that their message is important, that they are framing it and, and speaking about it in a good way way that's Mm -hmm. clear and concise and then getting the practice to do it over and over and over and over so it is just so fine-tuned that they have complete confidence in themselves when they present awesome what could be the secret recipe for captivating audience and the presentations in your personal Mm, opinion the secret recipe yeah there are a lot of parts to that puzzle Mm -hmm. there are 
Uh, it has to do with your actual visual delivery. So, so the way you stand, the way you move, your gestures, a lot of very practical points. Uh, if you want more of the practical points at this. Would love to. Uh, so making sure that your gestures are above the waist. Mm -hmm. Some people get scared and have their arms down to their sides or they hide behind their back or they're playing or fidgeting with something. Keep the gestures above the waist. If you're moving, then make sure the movement means something. If you're going to walk, do it for a reason. There shouldn't be any distractions. There shouldn't be anything that pulls away from your message. Everything should add to it. So that visual delivery is important. Looking at the voice as well, um, what we could call the vocal delivery, the tone of voice, the resonance, the pitch, the ups and the downs, the, the way that you captivate the audience just with your voice is also mm -hmm. really important. I mean, doing podcasts, you must know that, right? You yep. know that people are going to fall asleep if we don't have if, a little bit of variation exactly, in our tone. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they're going to so, they're gonna switch off the exactly, podcast. Exactly, right. True. Yeah, you can't just go up and talk like this, like you mm -hmm. have no energy. So it's also that element of charisma, bringing your energy, bringing your whole person to the stage. That's a part of that recipe as well. So it's the visual delivery, the vocal delivery. It's the way that you phrase things. It's your wording, the words you choose to use, the words you choose not to use. Why did you use that phrase and not a, another, one? another one? And that's where the preparation and practice comes into play. It's not to say that everything should be memorized. I actually never encourage people to memorize a presentation, but but you should have an idea of where you're going. And, mm -hmm. and if there is a phrase that you know you want to use, then make sure you use it. It, it, there's a reason for it and go for a dry run you know for yeah, the presentation do a dry run. Yeah. absolutely and more than one uh, yeah <laughs> as much as possible as much as find possible. people who are really interested yeah. or maybe not yeah, interested yeah, yeah. and make them interested in your presentation exactly even if it's your pets mm -hmm. i mean i don't care what it is <laughs> you can have a dog and a cat lined up in front of you and and you can talk to them it doesn't have to be a responsive audience but mm -hmm. just having done it even if you're driving in the car if you're in the shower it, in normal everyday places you can be running through a presentation. It doesn't necessarily have to be out loud, mm -hmm. but that element of practice and review and preparation awesome. is also very important. If you just recommend one book for our listeners about presentation skills, what would it be? Well, because I believe so much in the power of overcoming this fear mm -hmm. and the confidence element, the, the book that I recommend the most on gaining more confident speaking is called The Confident Speaker by Harrison Monarth and Lorena Case. And it's the best book I've seen because one of them is a psychologist and one of them is a public speaking coach. And they've wow. come together to then give you the tools and, and methods to overcome, truly overcome the fears that you're having and know how to work through those moments so you can feel more confident when you go on stage. So you can really share that message and you aren't struggling with all the fear. Awesome. What would you say to our listeners and podcast Launch on Fire? Since you are here in Kuwait to present and teach mm -hmm. people how to do their presentations and deliver with confidence. I would say just go do it. Go do it. Go get practice. Find every opportunity to speak and share your passion with the world. Don't let a fear of public speaking hold you back from sharing your message. I think that's the... The worst thing, it pains me. I, it physically hurts when I hear about people who have brilliant ideas and are brilliant people and they're holding it all inside and they aren't sharing it because they say, oh, but I'll be judged or, oh, they won't like it or I'm not good enough. You have to go out there and do it. Great. Give us one piece of advice of where our listeners can find you and connect with you or maybe asking you questions if oh, they have sure. questions about uh, they can find me all over social media, all over social media. So on Facebook, um, Heather Hansen, Twitter, I'm Heather Hansen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you just Google Heather Hansen and Singapore or Denmark, I'll probably be the first one to come up. Or they can visit my website, which is globalspeechacademy.com. Awesome. 
On behalf of my listeners and my guests and Vigor events, we would like to thank you for the information that you shared with us today. I really appreciate your time and efforts of really helping entrepreneurs and, and executives in Kuwait and companies to really take their presentations to the next level. And I hope you enjoy your stay here in Kuwait. Thank you very much for having me. I'm you. sure I will enjoy it. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much and have a great day. You too. والحين وصلنا لنهاية حلقة اليوم من بودكاست لونش اون فاير المتخصص والمهتم في عالم إدارة الأعمال والمشاريع الصغيرة والمتوسطة. البودكاست موجود في الآيتونز تقدرون تتابعون حلقاتنا وتسوون سبسكرايب من خلال برنامج البودكاست الموجود في الآب ستور لأجهزة آبل، الآيباد والآيباد والآيفون بالإضافة إلى برنامج ستيتشر الموجود في كل الأجهزة أو عن طريق موقع البودكاست www.launchonfire.com وهم تابع حساباتنا في مواقع التواصل الاجتماعي at launchonfire وإذا عندكم أحد مهتم في إدارة الأعمال والمشاريع الصغيرة والمتوسطة دزوا له لينك الموقع أو سووا له منشن في مواقع التواصل الاجتماعي ونلقاكم في الحلقة الجاية.